<laughs> Happy Halloween, Gabby. Happy Halloween, Brian. <laughs> that a song? It was like almost sing song for a second. I, I was just saying Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween to you. And to everyone. And to all. And to and all. To all. Happy, Happy Halloween. Halloween. Absolutely. Yeah. It's here. We're in it now, you know. Um, there's no going back. It's literally today, uh, which is also known as October 31st. All Hallows Eve. That's right. And uh, it's interesting. I feel like every time when it's on like a Tuesday, like it is this year, I'm always like, I don't know. You know, I like a whole weekend before, but I, I love it on a weekend. I mean, I'm excited. I'm you know, obviously still going to dress up on Tuesday and go out. And... No, today. Well, yeah, today. <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> Gabby, what was the best costume you ever had? <laughs> Oh, I've told you this. As a child? You didn't say as a child. Oh, that's true. I was thinking <laughs> as a kid, but yeah, best costume you ever had. Yeah. I know what yours is because you talk about it every year. No. Yes. I have a lot of secrets. <laughs> I'm not an open book. I have top two tops. Okay. Two tops. There's no top three. It's a top two. Top two. <laughs> All right, it's a whatever. top two. Here we go. Yeah. I have the one I made up when I was, I think, maybe 12 or 13 years old. Okay. I was trying to put something together, and I had about a a day or two to do it. And I was going through all my parents' old costume bits, because they love to keep costumes, weird costumes. And there was this old mechanics outfit. And so I, I used that. I had this old backpack and I decided to spray paint it back, black and write mm. in silver letters um, a fake company name called GRR Incorporated. Very clever. <laughs> and then I took my snowboarding goggles mm-hmm. and I took some broken tree branches and I shoved them in the backpack and in my um, jumpsuit and I was a crash-landed skydiver. That's pretty good. And I had like blood and stuff on That's my face. Great. I freaking loved it. That's great. <laughs> you know, I feel like I haven't seen any pictures of that. You know any pictures? I don't know if I have any pictures. Um, yeah. I'll have to actually look. But I remember it so vividly, and I freaking loved making it. I thought it was great. And then the second one, obviously, was the first, probably the first time I've ever recreated a film character or TV character before, mm-hmm. which was when we did Ghostbusters in 2016. Really? And I was Kate McKinnon's Ghostbuster, Ghostbuster. and you were Vankman. Yeah. You were classic. I was new. Yeah. And I got my hair all specialty styled. I I thought I looked exactly like it. You were screen accurate. Yes, I was screen accurate. And I I loved that feeling. That was really great. It feels good when you like nail it. Yeah. I don't think I can top that. So Weirdly, (laughs) I'm like so lame. Where for me, I do need it to be like screen accurate where like, you know, just the effort's good enough. But like I'll see people, they're like, oh, I'm this. And I'm like, that pattern's wrong. You know, that's immediately what I think in my <laughs> head. I'm like, that pattern's not right for that shirt. That's an, this person has like a his dots. They don't have a square. Sure. Which is so lame and like really. Nitpicky. Uh, yeah, honestly. But like <laughs> for me, I'm like, you got to it's got to be accurate, you know. I try my best for accuracy. Well, that's what, that's my thing is I I either want to create something on my, like com- a, I would say original, but I'm sure people have done all the ideas that I've thought of. Either that so that it feels like it can be kind of generic or whatever I want it to be. Yeah. Or it has to be the complete other end where it has to be as, as accurate as I can possibly get it mm-hmm. without it being like a pre-made costume from yeah, Spirit Halloween trying, or yeah, something. Yeah. I like to piecemeal it. Like get vintage stuff. Well, obviously, as you know. Yeah. What was my best costume? Yeah. Oh, Thank sure. You. So my best costume. <laughs> I was fine with mine. I, I had a, you just wanted to tell yours. Yes. And that's it. Move on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll be quick. I, I had a lot of great ones <laughs> as a kid. You don't have to be um, quick. My mom would, would uh, really go all out and like make them and, and I'd like help design it, you know, but we'd, we'd really... Uh, went all out as a kid. Charlie did my best. So I've been the Wolfman like three or four times. I had one <laughs> Wolfman that was really good. 
when I was a kid because my mom like sewed the fur into a shirt and stuff. And I like mm-hmm. really, it was like all out. And it was a really good mask, which I think I still have. And I have to find that. That one was like really, really good. I was, I was a little kid. And then shortly after Lord of the Rings came out, I was Frodo. But like we really like analyzed it and I looked picture perfect. I had the perfect hair. Like, my hair is just like that curly hair, the wig he has yeah. on that. I look just like him. I feel like I haven't seen any pictures of that, but, like, I looked incredible. I felt so good, like, knowing it looked that close. Like, even as a kid, I was like, this rules. Yeah. I just loved that. I've never felt better. <laughs> never. I've been once. chasing that ever since. <laughs> Do you know what the most frightening thing in the world is? It's fear. You, you want to see something really scary? Look at me, Damien! What's the like to live? There's nothing under the bed. The ghost is <laughs> Time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Sink into the floor. I'm not afraid of you. Be afraid. <laughs> be very afraid. I'll show you who I am and what I am. <laughs> Welcome, welcome to, to be, be very, very afraid. afraid. Halloween special. Halloween special. That's right, baby. We're here. We are here. It's Halloween. Um, it's Halloween. You probably know what this podcast is already, but this podcast is myself, Brian Liberty, and my co-host. That's me, Gabby Rap. Yep. Well, <laughs> we're going to talk about the greatest scariest scenes in movies and tv i'm not always the greatest but we're going to talk about the scariest and sometimes they're not so scary but the scariest scene in that particular piece yeah i wouldn't say we're excluding films or shows no, by I any mean, means well that's what's so interesting is like we always you know sometimes a scariest scene is in a movie that's really not a horror movie but that's why it's like such a scary scene because it really stands out or it's so creepy or something. But then sometimes sure. there's movies that are scary where, you know, I'm actually hard-pressed to find a scene I particularly think is the scariest or scary at all, sure. which happens sometimes. I think that happened in uh, one of today's selections. It's possible. So we're doing something a little different today. Usually we tackle like one movie or like one episode or whatever. Today it's we're doing for Halloween. Halloween special. This is a Halloween special. A double... Feature. That's right. <laughs> you heard us. That's right. It's a double feature. Uh, so we decided to do two movies. And I think this year we were feeling a little more... We want something like spooky, but not like completely scary. Because we did a couple scaries in a row, right? Like this month we were hitting things like Wicker Man, When Evil Lurks. You know, we're, we're seeing some scary this is This is... Uh, these are... These are two movies that capture Halloween vibes pretty well. Yeah. Like so we, it feels like it feels like Halloween day or night rather. Yeah. Like a Tuesday Halloween. Yeah. Can't be too scary, right? Yeah, so it's, it's a school night. It's a Tuesday school night. Yeah, yeah. So this year we decided to hit two movies that had uh shared a common common element. Yes. Uh a great a great common element. You want to Come on. Okay. Lead us in here. It's the iconic, the hilarious, wow. the renowned wow. Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> wow, such emphasis. Yes. That's great. So he, so what was fun in recent years is he sort of had a bit of a little dip into gateway horror. Mm-hmm. He was doing a couple little uh, family YA horror movies. family yeah. horror. Yeah. Adventure horror. Comedy horror. Yeah. So what are we talking about first? I guess Goosebumps. Let's do Goosebumps. Goosebumps. That's right. So we're talking about the 2015 Goosebumps, uh, which you can watch on Netflix, Blu-ray. Right? It's on Netflix, right? Yeah, it's on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, it's Netflix. It was written by Darren Lemke, Scott Alexander, Larry Karaszewski, based on the series by R.L. Stein, directed by Rob Letterman, who actually is still involved with Goosebumps. He's working on the new show. Oh, fun. Yeah, yeah, he's one of the creators and directors of that show, which is very different in tone than the movie. Wildly. 
but we'll get into it. That's, uh, a, so di- that's a whole different episode. Honestly. Starring Jack Black, Dylan Minnette, Odea Rush, Ryan Lee, Amy Ryan, Jillian Bell, Timothy Simmons, and Ken Marino. And Jack Black again. And Jack Black again, which is true. Yeah. As, uh, as slappy. So, yeah. Goosebumps <laughs> uh, basically is about a teenager discovers that his neighbor is actually author R.L. Stein, who keeps his monstrous creations locked away in magical copies of his Goosebumps books. After setting free a ventriloquist dummy intent on wreaking havoc with Stein's other creations, it's up to a pair of teens, Stein and his daughter, to round them all up before they destroy the town. Nice. Ooh. That sounds like an adventure. Sounds like a adventure. Goosebumps adventure. Well, let's get into it. What do you What do you think about Goosebumps? Well, let, can Wait, I say that's a first? big question. I, I know I asked <laughs> you, but I'm going to get into it. Okay. So, as we talked about in our other one, do you want I'm, me to ask I'm you huge... how you feel about Goosebumps? Sure. <laughs> how do you <laughs> feel about me. Goosebumps, Brian? Thank you so much for asking. Uh, Anytime. I'm obviously, as you know, Gabby, big Goosebumps fan. Uh, I was a big fan of the TV show. I read the books a lot yes, as a yes. kid, which we talked about in our World of Fever Swamp episode. But uh, so I had a lot of, uh, I guess, high expectations for this movie. And I actually uh, got to see it with Friend of the Pod, Brian Castellan. Back in uh, 2015, um, we got to saw it at the now defunct Cine Family, which was really fun because they did like a whole theme for Goosebumps, which I was loving as a Goosebumps kid. Okay, you know? okay. Uh, but the movie itself, I don't know. It's tricky because it's like, what exactly did I want? You know, I, I definitely like it, but I think. For me, and Goosebumps the books, obviously, and the show, skew young, right? But, like, for me, I felt like the movie, you know, the books skew, like, middle school, and I felt like the movie skews elementary school. Do you know what I mean? With high schoolers? I know it's set with teenagers, but, and there is thrills. I wouldn't say there's scares. There's thrills, right? There's there's thrilling action. It's more adventure a than lot it of, is So, like, it's horror. interesting to me because the Goosebumps movie focuses more on like Stein's big, you know, it's very physical, like these physical monsters, very big, you know, the werewolf chasing them. You have the Bonneville Snowman of Pasadena. You have the, the big uh, Shocker on Shock Street grasshopper, the blob that ate everyone, the very big CGI that's not, heavy. That's a praying mantis. Oh, yeah, praying mantis, sorry. But you know what I mean? It's like very, everything's huge. Everything's big. Everything's chasing you. Yeah. Which is interesting, and, and this isn't a podcast about the show, but like the new show, which is also, you know, also Rob Latterman, is focusing more on like the Goosebumps books that are like a weird artifact or like a device. It's not a monster monster. I mean, they they have a little bit, but I just think that was interesting. Like, I and I, and I like, the there's mon- a lot of aspects of the movie I like. The I monsters work really for fun. this Kind of film, though. Yes. Yeah. what it was and supposed a, to be. And there's a lot of fun stuff in it. I like that the lawn gnomes have such a big part. That's very gremlinsy, which I like. But for me, I don't think there's ever the kind of like danger that you feel in something like gremlins where it's like, oh, these things might actually kill people. You know what I mean? They, they might actually try to kill me. Like gremlins, the scene with uh, his mother is is so scary you know it's like intense and very frightening and later stuff you really think stripes gonna kill billy like it's not it's it's not up for debate where i think in this there's always a sense of uh nickelodeon-y theme park it's okay it's safe it's never gonna be that bad even though what they go through is uh outside of the movie it would be very scary like at the ferris wheel Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of elements would be very adrenaline pumping if you were in that position. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, the car chase with the praying mantis is terrifying. You could That thing did yeah. try to kill it. I mean, that would kill me in real life, no problem. I wouldn't be able to drive away from that thing. I mean, you, that's, that's I would, why I said when I watched yeah. it, I was like, you would do very well. <laughs> but me, That'd be I'm fun. Like, I wouldn't be able, I would be too scared. Well, I think the reason why you feel that way is because the movie is cut with a lot of jokes. So, like, if there weren't as many yeah, it's a comedy jokes, it, it you probably would feel like the kids are more in danger. But regardless, what do you think is the scariest scene of it? Yeah. Uh, so, getting into that, so it's a movie that I think is good gateway horror. I think it's a really good movie to show a young kid to like get them one, hopefully interested in Goosebumps, read the books, but then hopefully also interested in horror itself. Um, I think. I I did like Slappy, 
like Slappy's more goofy in it. Like he's not scary, scary. But I like yeah. the dual performance um, by I Jack like, Black. Yeah, and I like that he's often a, a practical puppet, and I like that he. I think the telekinesis and like teleportation is sort of fun for him. That's an interesting idea. Instead mm-hmm. of seeing him like walk around, he like kind of blips with the lights going off, which is sort of like ghosty to me, which I really liked. Yeah. For me, I thought it was kind of, it's interesting. Like I, I, I didn't think it was going to be as hard to pin down, but then when we talked about doing this and we actually like sat down and really were like, okay, well, what is the scariest scene? I guess for me, it's the very brief exchange that they have with Slappy in the Funhouse. So the, the four of them have been, you know, writing that book and we've gone through the whole movie. This isn't the third act. But they run into this abandoned funhouse and they're trying to finish the manuscript so they can suck all the monsters back in the book. And then Slappy's found them because he's like a part of Stein. So like he kind of knows things that are going on with them. They're in this funhouse, which is like a hall of mirrors. The lights are turning on and you see Slappy in all these different mirrors and he's like taunting them. And it's like flashing in between them. And he's like, I like this because it was him giving this like angry monologue about being trapped for so long. Um, I just love Slappy. As he's trapped in a mirror. Well, not trapped, but. But he's like taunting them and like flashing. And it's like, which is cool because he's not physically imposing, right? But he's creepy. And that's Mm -hmm. what he's doing well. You know, he's like. Well, that's the thing with Slappy in the whole movie is that he knows that his power is to be creepy and not to be like. brains. Yeah, not to be like the werewolf of Fever Swamp or any of the other ones that can be like scary. The physical threat. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. And then they have that nice, cute little like dual shot where half the face is split. Yeah, Yeah. it's split. I really, I like that. That's fun. Mm -hmm. So, but it's really a pretty short scene and it doesn't, it leads to Slappy opening up the blob that ate everyone. And Mm -hmm. then that comes out, which is fun and looks cool. But I think for me, that was the bit where I was like, oh, okay, this is a little creepy. But that, that, that'd probably be, you know, nothing's hair raising. It's a, it's a family-friendly movie, you know? It's a four-quadrant movie. But it's like, I, w- I would say that's as far as it goes. Stuff is creepy, but not necessarily scary. Mm-hmm. Stuff is thrilling. But like Again, com- not necessarily scary. Would you say doing, because you're not super familiar with the Goosebumps show, what you've seen, like when we did Werewolf Fever Swamp, I mean, do you think that was scarier? Yeah. I think the scene that we talked about was definitely scarier. Yeah. But the rest of the show, I wouldn't say there was really any other truly super scary scenes, you know, of mm-hmm. that. It, they were, everything was a little like uneasy because it's a weird swampy town or whatever. But I don't know. I mean, the, the clown in Goosebumps was creepy and he was creepy to them offset. Maybe we should give it to him. He was creepy, but he doesn't really have a scene. He's only got like three shots. I know, but every time he shows up, they do the little clown horn honk. Yeah. Which, which I thought was funny. <laughs> yeah, he looks good. I mean, he looks like he's getting into it. His eyes are like crazy. Yeah. He's a good featured extra. I mean, yeah, there's a lot I like. I mean, obviously, I love the book, so there's a lot of fun to like seeing the Easter eggs and like seeing. I think all the performances are good. Everybody does a good job. And there's fun stuff, like an abandoned theme park or amusement park in the woods. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of fun. That's a great setting. Okay, so what would you rate the scene? Um, I, I guess, uh, sorry, I've been kind of like dominating this uh, talk about it's Goosebumps. Fine. I think for me... First thought, let's go. Let's say two. Two. 1.8, two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's not very scary. We're like, yeah, so like a similar in tone, I guess would be when we covered Disney's Haunted Mansion. But unlike that, I thought this was more consistent. And even though it's not scary, like Disney's Haunted Mansion is not scary either. I found the jokes in this were more fun and less like the undercutting didn't piss me off as much. (laughs) No, the jokes actually felt fluid with the whole storyline. And and a lot, obviously, Jack Black is incredible and he played as R.L. Stein, like super fun. And yeah, uh, he had like a great personality of it where mm-hmm. he was like fatherly where 
<laughs> and snippy and also he's a little mean yeah. yeah he's mean to them which i thought was great like you yeah, love that's, you that's love fun. it when they're a little mean and to Julia some teenagers like I, I like all her like i don't know if it's ad-libbing or what but she's she's good yeah i mean i i think that's timothy simmons is good like all, all the bit parts and comedians in this are good yeah they gave these yeah. these great character actors these moments to shine and then jack black kind of carried the rest of it uh, through and, and in some ways, with the teenagers, which worked it, well, it does feel doesn't entirely feel like a Goosebumps book, but sometimes it has flourishes that do make me feel that. And there's a lot of great, like I was just about to say, a lot of the creature designs really fun. Like I like the aliens a lot; those look really cool. Like you said, the clown, like just just bits where you can like kind of see. You're like, oh, it looks interesting. Yeah, and obviously, I like Slappy. But I always like Slappy. Everyone likes Slappy. I like every incarnation. That's why there's so much of Slappy everywhere. He's the best. What did you? What do you rate the scene? I mean, yeah, it'd probably be about the same round two. I, I didn't think any scene in Goosebumps was particularly scary. Mm-hmm. It's just more of a. It's a more adventure with scary elements in it. But do you think I try? I really try to think about this too. As like, obviously, I'm an adult man. So like it's not going to scare me the same way, but I'd like to think that I can kind of like tap into it a little bit. Do you think the movie had to be scary? Like, should it be scarier than it is? No, I think it's for younger kids, and it is gateway. So it's it's a way to get. It's not supposed to be that scary. It's supposed to be exciting. It's supposed to be like, oh, this monster can be like I'm scared of it, but. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I can't I can't stop watching, and that's what you want from a kid to like to eventually like horror. You don't want them to watch the scariest thing in the world mm. immediately because then they're never going to watch any horror ever again. I and disagree. No, I, every person I talk to that never watches any horror again, they watch something we're scary and them. they were mortified, and they never want to watch it but ever that's again. What's so interesting because I and like many other people that do love horror. Had just the very opposite, and so that's where I—that's why I think this movie works well—is because it it kind of like does that balancing act in a way where you see the monsters, you see these creatures that are in the book coming to to life, Mm -hmm. and they are scary to these teenagers. Like they're very scared of them, but the movie makes it comfortable to see them. So Mm -hmm. when the kid dreams about the movie, they're not terrified, and they want to go and watch it again. And then watch, oh, I do like the werewolf. Let me watch another werewolf movie. Oh, it piques interest. Yeah. It's it's the me, spark that gets them going. And that's I, what I, I think, think is so great about the, that movie. The concepts and some of what happens in the books is scarier than the movie. So like for me, there's a promise with the books. Reader beware. You're in for a scare. And I don't think I get that with the movie. I think it's 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 a little tame. It's more like a, f- a ride. It's not a scary ride. Okay, but the movie did not say that at the beginning. That's true. But I think just with Goosebumps, inherently the brand, that's it. You know, Personally, I would, I would have liked it to push a little more, which brings us to our next <laughs> movie and part of our double feature. Yes. The House with a Clock in Its Walls. There we walls. go. Also starring Jack Black. Uh, this came out in 2018. 2018 when I was a little, yeah. I thought it was you know, older than that. Uh, you can catch us on FXM. Hell yeah, FXM. <laughs> my about. new uh, YouTube TV channel to watch movies. <laughs> All right, don't don't be a sh- don't be a shill unless they're paying us. Give us money. Uh, yes, yeah, so you can catch it on YouTube TV uh, or Blu-ray, obviously. Um, this was written by Eric Kripke, who I don't know if you knew created Supernatural. Oh, fun! Uh, and it's based on the book of the same name by John Belaris, director. Eli Roth. Hey, hey. Which uh, is very surprising when I had gone into this, because before this, this is his first non-R-rated film. Oh, really? So, he, yeah, he'd only done R-rated stuff before this, like, very, obviously very brutal stuff. And so, starring, again, Jack, Jack Black. Jack Black. Kate Blanchett. Uh, Owen Vaccaro. Renee. Elise, Elise Goldsberry. <laughs> Renee Elise Goldsberry. My girl. And uh, Kyle McLaughlin. So, the... House of the Clock of Twelve is about a. First of I, all, I love this cast. I love every single person in this cast. It's a great cast. Incredible. Hats off to the casting department <laughs> and the casting director. The 
A young orphan is sent to live with his eccentric <laughs> uncle in a spooky old house and quickly discovers that his uncle is a warlock and that the house, which harbors an ominous ticking in its walls, mm. was once owned by a dangerous and powerful spellcaster. Together, along with their witch neighbor, the trio must uncover the secret behind the hidden mechanism before it can set about the end of the world. Dun, dun, dun. That's right. I love this. I get you really so, like this. Movie. I get so excited about this movie every yeah. time. I think it's just done so well, and mm-hmm. I think everybody just freaking kills it. And I, mm-hmm. I'm usually displeased with a lot of child actors. This kid crushes it. <laughs> He's good. Yeah. I thought, oh, it's gonna be super kitty. It's gonna be mm-hmm. really cutesy. Because well, we we saw this in the theater when it came out. We did. Oh, yeah, wow. we went. We went and saw it. Or we I, saw it in IMAX. They were I didn't playing expect a, it to be as... In IMAX, they were playing Thriller before it, the music video. Mm. You remember? Um, this trivia. I, I, thought, I thought I was going in for a different kind of movie, and I was so pleasantly surprised. And every time I watch it after, I'm still so happy watching it. Yeah, I mean, I this movie was such an anomaly to me, right? Because like looking outside of it before seeing it, like Eli Roth directing, I thought this was really strange because he's obviously never done anything like this. Amblin produced, which is fun and weird. And then I was hoping it wouldn't be because so many movies and we're really past that boon now. But like there were so many movies for a while after Harry Potter that were trying to like recapture that. Uh, Witch ma- and ma- ma- magic, wizards. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. They were trying to like capture like the, the zeitgeist in the same way. And nothing was. And even though obviously the book this is based on is much older. Yeah. Um, I always am a little worried with why stuff like maybe it's going to. Yeah. Try to do too much of that. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised by this. Like, obviously, as you said, the performances are really great. And I really like Eli Ross' direction on this. I thought it was great. For me, I it's, mean, it's so good. Might be my favorite movie of his. You can tell that it was thought out. Like, there's so much fun and, and like, love and care put into the, every element mm-hmm. of the film. You can see it on camera and you can just, you can feel it on all aspects, things that you don't even see on camera. It's, just yeah, I so mean, good. for me, I love, and it's just a huge shout out to the art department on this film, like the production design and the art direction, props, uh, set design is really incredible in this. Set design is like, amazing. It's, it's really well thought out. Like every shot, there's something that I really enjoy. It's kind of a lavish design, really just weird. Like they, they, they made the house really full and really interesting. And, yeah. and it's really interesting to look at. Like, obviously, I love all the automatons. Mm-hmm. They're so weird. Also, and, and it makes sense. There's so many practical effects because yeah. Amblin produced it. Yeah. Because they work with ILM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it did have Industrial kind of the spirit and magic. of, like, 80s Amblin, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like, and it reminded me more, like, it really reminded me of, like, you know, something wicked this way comes. And, like, movies like that where it's about kids, but... You know, they have like the devil in them, like in the movie, you know, it like it pushes a little bit where you're like, and that's, that's what I really liked about this is I like gateway horror to like really kind of push a little bit. Like obviously I mean, the movie's PG, so it doesn't get too crazy, Yeah, but it definitely puts kids in like a real situation where they're up against like an evil adult. Like I always find that interesting. Like in, in, in this case, you know, someone who's really powerful and, and scary, yeah. I mean, literally an undead warlock who yeah. was given, made a deal with the devil. Mm-hmm. Like, that's crazy. Like, that was awesome. And Lewis actually has to, like, face true responsibility and, you know, it's the... Save the day. Yeah, he has to, he has to become brave, which he was not. And he mm-hmm. has a true arc and everybody does, you know. All the adults have arcs other than the villains, but it's so great. It's mm-hmm. so great. And it captures, like, I honestly forget every time we watch it that it's a period piece and it's set in the 50s. I was literally just going to say that. That's that's one of my favorite parts. Because I could watch this and it could be set anytime and I'd still, like, there are there are moments, like, specific callbacks to the 50s, like Ovaltine and, like, mm-hmm. um, the class president stuff was, like, a little bit older and the school looks older. But yeah, so much of the other stuff, it just feels like it could be set in modern day. You know what I mean? Well, I would say pacing wise, but something that I really like about the story is it's not just like randomly set in the 50s. Like the story really deals with 
repercussions of World War Two. Like yeah, for yeah, all yeah. of the characters. And that's a huge part of Isaac Izzard's arc. Yeah. Which is really interesting. And like that's why he built this machine and why he's trying to end the world is because of the horrors the fear, experienced yeah, yeah. in the war. And obviously, um, with Kate Blanchett's character, she Lost is, her family. Yeah, lost her family, and there's kind of which not did, so subtle references that maybe she was in a camp. You know, it's like them dealing with real evil that was in the world, yeah. like, which I always think is is interesting, and it ties it in a way where it makes sense for the story, and it's it's believable. And also to think that Isaac Azard once brought so much joy to people mm. by doing this parlor magic and these great performances, yeah. and then facing the horrors of World War II and coming back and now unleashing essentially the end of the world. Yeah. It's just like Which is interesting, but he still thinks he's doing it, you know, for he thinks he's yeah, reason, he thinks he's doing it to save everybody. Is, and obviously from themselves. The idea of like just on paper, soldier lost in these woods in Germany stumbles upon an ancient demon who gives mm-hmm. him a book. Like, come on. Like, that's awesome stuff. That's weird for a kid's movie. That's strange. Oh, for sure. Which is what I love. Like, I've always loved, and especially, you know, movies. So another Amblin movie, obviously, we'll talk about it at some point, but I really like Casper, Yeah. which I think, I don't know, that's not a hot take, right? But like, uh, uh, some people <laughs> don't, obviously. But I always thought that movie pushed it. You know, I love the gateway horror of the 90s, like when I was a kid, Casper and Ernest Scared Stupid. And they're movies that definitely get a little too weird. There's something about them that's a little too weird or a little too scary, which it's a little I weird. Which, which I really latched yeah. onto as a kid. I always liked the push. It's a which, little weird, it's a little goofy. Well, this movie definitely reminds me of those because it does it's obviously very silly and it's obviously goofy, but there are a lot of moments in it where it really does kind of push the envelope a little bit, and that's what I like. That's what that's what I think kids like too, you know. Yeah. So you want to talk us through the scary scene since you love it? Yeah. Lewis is downstairs. His uncle Jonathan and Kate Blanchett's character, Florence, are upstairs arguing because he just yelled at Lewis and he's sad. Well, and because Lewis revealed, revealed he that he Isaac rose Isaac from the, from the dead. Yeah. And he looks out the window across the street to the neighbor, Miss Hanchett. And upstairs in her bedroom, you see a great silhouette with just the gleam of these glasses and then downstairs is Miss Hanchett. And he starts freaking out. He runs outside. He runs I, across I the really street. I really like the way that you see Isaac like turn and like he's going down. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And he bangs on the door and he gets her to come outside and into his house, into his uncle's house. And they're inside and she's like, what's going on, Jonathan? Isaac Zizzard's upstairs. He's, he's in your house. He's coming to get you. And she's like, Louis, Isaac died a year ago. That's not possible. Yeah. And then suddenly... She comes in with her little dog. Yeah, she comes in. And and Lewis screams yeah. for his uncle Jonathan and Florence to come downstairs, but they get locked in by the house. And then there's this loud banging on the front door, and Miss Hanchett just unlocks the door without listening to Lewis and lets Isaac Izzard into the house. Then... This is our first time really seeing Isaac. Yeah. And we're seeing this gorgeous makeup. He looks nasty. Great sound design where he's making all these creaks, creaks and, and dust coming yeah, out of his mouth. Out of his the mouth. maggots the, falling the, uh, off of his, the way his head. Eyes look really bloodshot. Yeah, he's he truly just nasty. Nasty hair. Like yeah. And Lewis is like, "Stay away from her. Don't touch her." And he has this great line. I freaking love the delivery of it. He puts his hand to his chest and he said, "Why would I not touch my?" beautiful wife and then he goes in and gives her this huge smooch and he's disgusting the maggots falling out of his ears and out of his hair and Mm -hmm. it's just nasty and then it's revealed that she's selena his wife and then the most terrifying imagery ever she walks up and reveals herself and she shapeshifts into renee elise goldsberry and it's the her head's just shaking rapidly back and forth, like just not yeah, natural. Yeah, they do it like her. She's running through like an invisible like garbage disposal or something, like through a blender. Like her yeah. body's breaking and shaking and like 
so fast. Twisting, and it's very like uncanny valley, right? It's yeah. Really strange. She's like ripping off the clothes, and it changes clothes, yeah, and yeah. she shifts into Selena. Renee and into Selena in her real form, which is Renee mm-hmm. Elise Goldsberry. And then she so reveals. This is, yeah. this is where you're getting all those reveals. That yeah. She's alive, and she's been alive the whole rat, time, and, and he, she was pretending to be his mother. She shapeshifts again into his mother. Uh, and she does like, oh, but I wouldn't have been able to do any of this without you. And like goes to touch his face. Mm-hmm. And like he's terrified because everything, he's, his mom died and he all he wanted. And, and this was a source of comfort. Yeah. Him, so like He felt he, that she was helping him in his dreams. Even though, especially upon rewatch, you're like, oh, she was being very strange. Oh, yeah. She obviously. was totally being strange. Yeah. Go get this evil book yeah. for me. <laughs> so. Yeah. I really like this scene. I mean, the way they're like coming at him like very slowly Isaac Izzard looks like a shark like yeah. they're coming at him really creepy and they look like they're gonna eat him extremely like, patient and yeah. they're just yeah they're just waiting just ex- and it's also gotta be horrible too they're just explaining to this young kid all the ways he messed up how oh, they yeah. took advantage of him and manipulated how him. easy it was yeah and how they're so evil like they're yeah. really scary and he's alone in that scene and he has no one to help him no one to help him yeah it's, it's freaking great. Yeah. And I love the, obviously, I love the makeup. Like he looks so good. Yeah. Kyle McLaughlin. It's a great makeup. He looks crazy, which I love that he's like that the whole movie. Yeah. He like only he, has he, a little the bit. The flashbacks, he's not, you know, but like. He's yeah, like but the flashbacks the are barely that, yeah. not that long. Which I love too. I mean, I love the shot. I mean, that's a runner up for me for scariest would be the shot of Azazel with his, you know, like sitting there. In his oh, underwear, basically, nasty he's got these looking, long, or like a loincloth, and he's got these long nails and the yellow eyes, and he's filthy. He looks great. He's just just covered in dirt, and he's nasty. Yeah, he's horrible. Which is really fun because I think in some very old texts, like you know, the idea of Azazel, the demon, is like in a lot of religious texts, he's very old, and in some he was viewed as like a fallen angel that was responsible for introducing humans to forbidden knowledge. That's like that's in the Book of Enoch. Which is kind of fun because obviously in this, he's giving Isaac forbidden knowledge. Yeah. Right? It's just, I don't, it's just fun for me. It's like a fun little thing. Like in yeah. this, there's a lot of things like that where it's a little like, ooh, you know? What's all this stuff you got written down? Those are some interesting facts I found about this. I mean, this was something I noticed too. Like in the Oak Ridge Cemetery, it has this arch where inscribed, they say, the trumpet shall sound oh. and the dead shall be raised. Yeah. Which I obviously love that. That, that's where he resurrects Isaac. Yeah. Just fun things like that. Like to me, there's so many touches in this that are so fun and like so clearly like loving, right? Like it feels like they, they really love the material and they love what they're doing. And I think you get a lot of that from the writer too, because the character of Azazel is heavily featured in Supernatural. I mean, it's the main antagonist mm. in like the first two seasons. The and he has yellow eyes, which he also does in this. Like and I think okay. Kripke said the the writer said like he loved the book, oh. like he loved it since yeah, he yeah. was a kid. Like I, for me, I think you really feel a lot of love in this. Like clearly, a love for especially like old Amblin movies and the fifties and like serials and for a lot of this kind of Aleister Crowley magic, right? This kind of yeah. like you know magic with a CK, like this like weird. The weird CK? spiritualism. Oh, with a yeah, CK. Magic, I see. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. this weird spiritualism and like, you know, what this would look like. And I and something that I love in the movie is throughout it, the house is, because that's what I always find it interesting is like magic isn't like, you know, in a lot of things they say like magic isn't good or bad, right? It's ambivalent. It depends on the person who uses it, right? For whatever it means. I love that the house when Jonathan lives there is like fun and whimsical and yeah. silly and like dangerous, but in a fun way. Like in a way where it's chaotic in a good yeah, way. Yeah, because he's chaotic. When Isaac's coming back, the house because it's the true master of the house, right? The house turns, and now everything that was fun and everything that was whimsical becomes sinister and foreboding. Which obviously, you know, he finds that in the dictionary foreboding. Just yeah, like things like that. Like I love you know the stained glass painting, I which was just a, a fun love. This cowboy. Glass. Now it's these. The three corpses, like showing the, all three of them dead. I thought that for, stuff was scary. great. That's a, yeah. I mean, just the use of the house. I mean, obviously the town toms are are scary, just like hanging around. But yeah, and they have a lot of other scary moments. But I love other that. elements of the house, like it's so fun. 
when it has the right energy but then the if the wrong opening like yeah and even the um the yard stuff like all that stuff is so fun yeah. and pleasant when john when it's just jonathan and then how quickly it becomes scary from something that you were so like comfortable around is suddenly terrifying that, like, yeah well the 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 pumpkins turn evil mm-hmm. the lion griffin the griffin turns evil which is sad that's like your buddy yeah he's like fun i love the with the, the only thing that didn't turn all... evil was the was the couch the chair yeah the chair good old love seat because he's like more of a dog i guess yeah <laughs> i'm sad he got all ripped up yeah wasn't very nice yeah i love when the automatons like all wake up and they're all spinning and making those crazy noise the mm-hmm. ones like he's coming oh he's yeah coming. <laughs> was like, he's oh, here yeah yeah that's a they lot all say different stuff yeah, i yeah. love it it's i i love every element of this film i think it's great i think it's a lot of fun and it's there's real danger which i think is a big thing for me yeah like i actually feel like they would kill the kid and they would destroy the world like oh it, for it, sure it, it is it is there is definitely a, a moment way. not that there's actual violence violence in it but in the end you definitely could think that like he wouldn't he wasn't gonna be able to figure it out because he's on his own he doesn't know yeah. that much he's clearly a little helpless because jonathan has a very say goofy... helpless it's just in like doubting himself yeah right? that's kind of yeah. the whole arc of the movie is yes at, by the end it's like confidence in yourself not trying to appease others like believing in yourself and, and, and your own magic and your own uniqueness and weirdness yeah and which is I... a great message for weird horror loving kids yeah yeah it's a, it just embrace your individuality. I love that they think he's even more weird than they are, which is great. I love that moment when he has mm-hmm. his his moment when he does the spell. I thought was just like so cute and like yeah, heartwarming yeah. and goofy all weird at once. It was he's so yeah. weird and I love it. But I also love that the twist is like obviously the eight ball worked to show where the the clock was, and then at mm-hmm. the end when he's asking for help again from his parents because he thought it was his parents before. Yeah, and it says say goodbye. And he throws it away, but that's already a piece on the original eight ball. So it wasn't his parents. His parents never helped him. It was him doing it all along. You think so? I never yeah, they show that. that. That's actually no. in uh, an eight ball? <clears throat> yeah, they show it at the end. Because uh, that's what stops the clock is the little die gets stuck in mm-hmm. the gears. Yeah. And it per- he purposefully shows it says say goodbye. And that's already a built-in. But he saw it say that in the book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Say goodbyes on the... Yeah, it says that on the original mm, eight ball. I didn't know that. And I thought that was great because it shows that well, the first time he did it, even though he was like asking for his parents' help, it was just his uh, his weird, his personality and him making it happen to find yeah. it out. And that's why it said under the boiler. Trusting in himself and, and, and not letting it be a, I and then, a crutch, but holding yeah. down. And that's the eight ball, I, I never thought that. And the eight ball just like worked that. out. And the fact that he pieced that together of like, I should get rid of the eight ball to, to help and... Yeah. just worked out wow i just thought that was great i never thought of it that way but i liked that a lot well that's what it I is i liked i like the scene anyway yeah yeah that's great <laughs> that's fun so i did learn something that i think you'd really like oh so the organ and the piano sounds were provided uh, by a fully restored wurlitzer organ which was actually mm. used in films like star trek the motion picture sound of music journey to the center of the earth the abyss and Die Hard and Empire of the I Sun, heard. which was a Spielberg movie. Yeah, right? I love that bit. But then, so the pipe organ had not been used in like 25 years when composer Nathan Barr purchased, restored it. And it was originally designed to accompany like screenings in the silent film era. Mm. Isn't that cool? That's really cool. I mean, fun. I, 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 really, I always really like the score in this. And that's cool. That's what I mean. It's like there's such a, la- it's like a labor of love. Like it really feels like that to me. Like yeah. there's so much in it where people are like incorporating things like that where it's just little touches which i think really come together to make an interesting movie like yeah. in you know it's it's a silly movie so like i can see why some people don't like it but for me it's there's definitely it goofy captures... moments but i think there's so many other moments that are like i mean casper has that too they have casper has goofy moments when the dad turns a into a ghost of casper. he's freaking goofy it's as hell. a little sad and weird though that her dad like we're not talking about Casper. <laughs> we'll get into it. But like the other the comparable goofy moment is when Jack Black becomes like a baby, baby body, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's that's weird, which is really strange. Uh, but but it's I, fun. It's fun. And I mean, where else are you gonna say that? Yeah, <laughs> that was which is a fun puppet too. He's like mostly practical. 
Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like cool. an animatronic. Yeah. See, it looks fun. great. So what would you rate the scene? Mm. Not like how good it is, how scary it is. Because I know because you love it, you're going to give it like too high. I'm probably going to give it too high anyways. Okay. Because I just, I think her shape-shifting is so upsetting. Mm-hmm. And then with him just standing right next to her, like unfazed by it, is also equally upsetting. He's like sort of hunching and smiling. Yeah, and he's like, happy. He's almost, he's, he's, he's giddy he about is it. He's giddy, yeah. And anytime you see like a younger person like kissing a decrepit old thing, Oh, yeah. It's always gross. It's always yeah. fun. I love that. Okay. But acting like it I'm gonna be I'm going to be a little realistic that it's obviously not the scariest scene ever. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give it a 6.5. Wow. I probably would have given it higher, but I had to refrain from mm-hmm. going higher. <laughs> sure. That's pretty high. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, like if you, uh, were, know, if you were in, like I try to put myself in the position as yeah. best I can. I would be really scared. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll give it 5.7. Okay, so not that not that no, far it's, off. No, it's decently scary. Like, it's not the scariest thing ever, but it is uncomfortable and creepy, and it's working in multiple ways. Uh, I really like the scene, obviously. Like, I'm a fan of the movie. I like the movie. And I don't think it's going to happen, but I wish we could get a sequel. Oh, man. I would love That'd it. That'd be great. Yeah. Kids but it makes me really excited now, for Thanksgiving. Like, I'm excited to see more from, from Eli Roth. Oh, yeah. That's going to be very... Different. different. Oh, absolutely different. Yeah, but I'm just. <laughs> and gory I'm just, as I hell. really liked this movie, and I'm excited to see more. Is basically it. Yeah, I, I just all the shout outs to all the people involved in this. I, I want to shake every single one of your hands because it's just so good. <laughs> A lot of hands. I will do it. My hand will be sore. I might switch hands during it. Hopefully, there's some lefties out there, but I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> Um, so I did want to real quick, why do you think this is a great Halloween double feature? Oh, I think I already kind of said it at the top. These, these movies just give off like the, the total feel and vibe of like a great, of Halloween night. Yeah. It's, it's a spooky Halloween. I think it's like having a spooky Halloween with, I mean, obviously the second movie, there's the jack-o'-lanterns, the pumpkins. I mean, House like, with a Clock so on much. Its Walls definitely yeah. captures Halloween much more, even though it doesn't even take place on Halloween. Mm-hmm. I think it, it just does it because of, the, because of the set design and everything involved in the whole story. It really captures it. I just, and obviously they, with Jack Black, it's a really fun double feature. And the second movie, House of the Clock on Its Walls, being scarier than yeah. Bruce Mumps. Also, you good, know what it is? Good lead-in. It's, it's, it captures real halloween really well like for us as people like when we were kids going out trick-or-treating it's a little scary because like people Mm -hmm. are dressed up it's a little creepy but you know that you're you're really not in any danger but you know you're going home and eating candy yeah you're gonna go home you're gonna have a happy ending and and i think it that's why it captures it yes and that uh, both of these movies have that there's some danger there's some little bit of fear Mm -hmm. but ultimately it's fun and it's exciting, and then you get to sit down and be cozy and happy ending. It's a scare yourself silly, like as a kid. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a it'd be a great double feature for like young kids. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And it, and sometimes for me, especially like I was saying, like a weekday Halloween, I really crave a kind of just a spooky thing, like a fun, you know, like like as a kid when you'd go home and watch. Hocus Pocus or Casper or something like I crave yeah, that a bit Disney of Channel your Halloween town the, and yeah. stuff like that. Like I, I kind of crave that a bit. Like I obviously I watch really scary stuff all year round and during Halloween, but on actual Halloween night, well, it's hard because sometimes I obviously love to watch trick or treat, but I don't know for me, sometimes actually Halloween night, I like something a little goofier, a little sillier. I like to like touch back into those because obviously we don't trick or treat anymore. Yeah, Until which is a bummer. You have a kid or whatever, but like it's fun. Yeah, it's it, it's capturing that again, which is a lot of fun. And I think yeah. these movies do have the spirit of that, the spirit of Halloween. Ooh. <laughs> that being said, next month we're gonna be covering some scary movies. This is our reprieve, is what you're saying? So short reprieve. Well, no. Ne- <laughs> next month we have a really interesting. So this is a perfect way to introduce it. So I'm really excited. We're doing another theme month for November. So one fact I wanted to say, which is interesting. So 
This is actually House of the Clock in His Walls. This is the second adaptation of that story. The first one being in 1979 as part of a CBS library, Once Upon a Midnight Scary, which was narrated by Vincent, Vincent Price. Price. Oh, yeah. And our next movie, starring my boy Vincent. Mm. Oh, yeah. What's we're, our next movie? We're kicking off our November series, Kilgrims. <laughs> Gee, I forgot. K- Killer Pilgrims. Uh, with the Witchfinder General, starring Vincent Price. Oh, I've never seen that. I know you're gonna like it. Great, I, great I, folklore. Have I watched He's a fantastic. Vincent Price movie? Um, I don't think we have. Have I, you really not? Oh, well, we. Uh, I don't. You? We haven't shown you House on the Hill. No, but we have the poster. Okay. We we've talked about it a lot. I've heard him, and I've seen well, clips of, course, of him. Yeah, completely. Like, you've obviously heard Thriller and seen Thriller. Sure, but we listened to like interviews with him or something. We were, I, we we were listened a, to The Raven, and he was on Muppet Show. Obviously, he's on the Muppet Show. So yes, yeah, we yeah. did that. I mean, he's the best. But I haven't, I haven't watched any of his actual like horror specials or any of the movies Which he was is, in. Is going to change because next week we're watching Witchfinder General. Yeah, I know. and we're going to start watching a bunch of Enterprise. Like, there's a ton of stuff I want to cover. I love his obviously the Poe adaptations. Mm-hmm. Huge fan of Pit and the Pendulum. Which I haven't seen that either. Gotta watch it. There's a lot we gotta watch. There's so much we gotta watch. Please stick with us. Keep listening to the show. We want to cover so many movies. Let Tell us your know friends, please. If there's anything you want us to cover, I mean, yeah, let us know what's the scariest movie you've ever seen. Like, tell us on Instagram. If you have my number, text me. <laughs> call me. I don't care. Like, call me. And be like, you need to watch this. And then he'll say, "I've seen that." <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say, "We'll cover it. I'd love to try watch. again. Let's watch it again." That's what I'd say. Yeah, so I'm really excited for Kilgrims. Um, it's going to be a little different than you'd suspect. It's not going to be all the, the normal things, I think. I think we'll always like to put in something a little weird. But it's going to be a fun month. What's the name of the movie again? Witchfinder General. Witchfinder General. Why is that related to Kilgrims? You'll see. <laughs> You'll see. <laughs> Why would I give that away? Okay. We got to watch that. Anyway, okay. I can't wait for Kilgrims. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Have some candy for us. Have a great us. night, yeah. Do your own double feature. What are you dressing or, up or as? Or go out, yeah. What are you dressing up as? Just Proto or a crashed... Crash-landed parachute. Crash-landed para... What did I say? Skydiver. Skydiver. <laughs> parachute. <laughs> just be a parachute. Just be a parachute. That's an Crash-landed easy costume parachute. at the end of the day, yeah. Have some just, holes in just it. Just be a parachute. Yeah. Crash-landed skydiver. You're not a ghost, you're a parachute. <laughs> you're not a ghost. You're <laughs> well, just you're a just parachute. a big sheet. I'm a parachute with some holes in it. Yeah, yeah, it could work. That's great. <laughs> happy uh, Halloween, everybody. Yeah, happy Halloween. Hope you enjoyed and, and today's as always, episode. Stay afraid. Very afraid. Bye. Bye. <laughs>